Now, I said all that leading into this piece that we're touching on tonight. What we are getting ready to read about tonight is nothing more than the types of technologies that were revealed to the sons of men by the fallen angels. It is considered to be fallen angel technology. It is very advanced forms of communication. Communication that takes place in the realm of energy, frequency, and vibration. Something that most people don't comprehend today. People get a phone call and they just never think about how did you receive that phone call from a person that lives six to seven thousand miles away over in Europe somewhere and you're over in North America somewhere or South America. What processes are there behind you getting that phone call? And then Bluetooth, how does it work? How is it that we transmit data and information through the air invisibly? We do not see it, we cannot see it coming, and we cannot see it going. And we expect it to work. But when you start talking about God, people oh well, you know, I can't believe what I can't see. Well, then you shouldn't believe cell phone technology and telecommunications technology and applications any further because you can't see them either. You also can't see viruses without apparatuses to help you see them. If it wasn't for microscopes, you wouldn't see anything. You would only see the after effects of what it has done and what its operations have produced, which is nefarious to your well-being afterwards. When you see a bunch of hundreds of thousands of people's dead after being stricken by a viral attack, oh, you believe that something's going on even though you can't see the microbe, you can't see the virus, you can't see the bacteria that caused this event to take place. But you believe it. But you have trouble believing God because you can't see his frequency. Because you can't discern his frequency. Because you can't handle his energy format and makeup. Yeah, take some time to think about that. There's a whole lot you can't see and you'll ne and you never will see. But you believe it. You believe it because of the effects. But you can't pinpoint and put your finger on the source of the effects. The same it is with God. Anyway, let us jump into this very complicated topic tonight. Some people will definitely be lost and some people will not. So, I address the fallen angel technology that is in incrementally being unveiled to the sons of men. Also, knowledge has increased 
and so has wickedness and degradation, as the prophet Daniel Hanavi has foretold. And as the scriptures, the Baritha Karasha, the New Testament, Noya Testamente says, as it was in the days of Noah, or in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Yeshua communicated in the scriptures that the earth was conscientiously oblivious and spiritually oblivious to the coming global catastrophe that was to wipe them all away within the twinkling of an eye. They did not see it coming, even though Noah operated as a preacher and proclaimer of the truth and of what was coming. But no one wanted to hear his message. No one paid attention to his message. They considered Noah to be a propagator of fake news. They considered Noah to be a propagator of fake news, disinformation, and misinformation until they all got wiped away by the flood. Earth changes, climate catastrophe. Is it new? No, it's not new, it's old. Isaiah chapter 24 says a whole lot of destruction is coming and destruction of a sort that will rearrange the cosmos in its doing. It will cause stars to fall and move from their location. Stars are composed of energy, frequency, vibration, astral energy. The stars are conscious. The scriptures refers to certain groups of angels as stars. The book of Enoch talks about the stars being conscious. Melech David, King David talks about the sky speaking forth knowledge every night without making a sound. The book of Job talks about Pleiades and Arcturus and Great Bear and the sweet influences of Pleiades, making reference to the frequencies, the tones and vibrations, the music produced by the stars and the spheres. Euclid, Pythagoras, and all of these, Johnny come lately, Greek philosophers, mathematicians, and scientists, actually confirmed and corroborated what Job, Eov, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, in the Tanakh, what he said. The Greeks found it to be true that the stars do give off a musical pattern, give off musical notes, give off musical sound vibratory frequencies. They're alive and well. They have a conscience. They comprehend judgment. They comprehend righteousness. They comprehend wickedness. Even the Apostle Paul talks about the earth groaning and moaning and being dissatisfied and upset with the behavior that is taking place on its surface and within its environment. 
He even goes on to say that the earth is waiting for the sons of God, the ones who follow the order of righteousness, to be manifested. He literally says that. He also speaks in the book of Galatians about the elementals, stoikeia, in Koine Greek. The elementals, the spirits that inhabit the elements. The Apostle Paul breaks this down. They can also be found to be broken down in more detail in the writings of Helena Petrovna Blavatsky and also in the writings of Manly P. Hall in the secret teachings of all ages. However, the Bible predates all those writings that I just mentioned, which means the concepts, the ideas, and the understanding of these entities come forth from the Hamikra, the scriptures. So let us break this down. Hopefully, I'm going to have to break this up into two parts and I'm going to try to go through this as fast as possible and keep it within one hour. And I've already taken probably 10 minutes with the introduction. Tonight we will address the mind has no firewall. The mind has no firewall. I'm going to say it again. The mind has no firewall. This is taken from the U.S. Army War College Quarterly Parameters, Article Number 12, Volume 28, written in the spring of 1998, February 17th to be exact. At least that's what the article says. Let us begin. It is completely clear that the state which is first to create such weapons will achieve incomparable superiority. This is a statement made by Major I. Chernyshev of the Russian army. The human body, much like a computer, contains myriad data processors. They include, but are not limited to, the chemical electrical activity of the brain, heart, and peripheral nervous system. The signals sent from the cortex region of the brain to other parts of our body, the tiny hair cells in the inner ear that process auditory signals, and the light-sensitive retina and cornea of the eye that process visual activity. We are on the threshold of an era in which these data processors of the human body may be manipulated or debilitated. Examples of unplanned attacks on the body's data processing capability are well documented. Strobe lights have been known to cause epileptic seizures. Not long ago in Japan, children watching television cartoons were subjected to pulsating lights that caused seizures in some and made others very sick. Defending friendly and targeting adversary data processing capabilities of the body appears to be an area of weakness in the United States approach to information warfare theory. A theory oriented heavily towards systems data processing and designed to attain information dominance on the battlefield. 
or so it would appear from information in the open unclassified press. This United States shortcoming may be a serious one since the capabilities to alter the data processing systems of the body already exist. A recent edition of United States News and World Report highlighted several of these wonder weapons, acoustics, microwaves, and lasers, and noted that scientists are searching the electromagnetic and sonic spectrums for wavelengths that can affect human behavior. It says they are searching the electromagnetic and sonic spectrums for wavelengths that can affect human behavior. Let that sink in. A recent Russian military article offered a slightly different slant to the problem, declaring that humanity stands on the brink of a psychotronic war with the mind and body as the focus. That article discussed Russian and international attempts to control the psychophysical condition of man and his decision-making processes by the use of VHF, which means very high frequency generators, noiseless cassettes, and other technologies. An entirely new arsenal of weapons based on devices designed to introduce subliminal messages or to alter the body's psychological and data processing capabilities might be used to incapacitate individuals. These weapons aim to control or alter the psyche or to attack the various sensory and data processing systems of the human organism. In both cases, the goal is to confuse or destroy the signals that normally keep the body in equilibrium the way God designed it. This article examines energy-based weapons, psychotronic weapons, and other developments designed to alter the ability of the human body to process stimuli. One consequence of this assessment is that the way we commonly use the term information warfare falls short when the individual soldier and not his equipment becomes the target of the attack. Next section. Information warfare theory and the data processing element of humans. Let us keep in mind before I get into this next session, next section, that these are the technologies that were given to the sons of men by the Nephilim and their offspring. Trickling down into present day. These technologies were present amongst the civilization of Atlantis, which is why it was destroyed, because these technologies were coupled with sorcery, magic, divination, witchcraft, and ceremonial magic. The book of Ezekiel makes reference to a spiritual technology that existed in the Old Testament that allowed the Babylonians to literally trap a soul inside of a container and even inside of pillows, special pillows that were designed to trap, hold, and 
constrain a soul. This is literally found written in the book of Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel, in the Old Testament of the Bible, B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. Technologies you never heard of, but the, the technology, the science of being able to trap a soul, an invisible incorporeal entity that gives off an electromagnetic signature. It can be picked up via electromagnetic apparatuses and tools, but yet still cannot be trapped and contained, at least not with the technology that we have presently, but in the book of e in the book of Ezekiel and Enoch, but in the book of Ezekiel specifically, they possess the technology, the spiritual technology and witchcraft to be able to extract and trap a soul apart from its body. That's a totally different show, totally different podcast for a totally different time. But I just wanted to make reference to it to bring understanding around the fact that Melech Shlomo, King Solomon is right. There is nothing new under the sun. Everything that is already has been. And everything that has been is. So let us move on into information warfare theory and the data processing element of humans. In the United States, the common conception of information warfare focuses primarily on the capabilities of hardware systems such as computers, satellites, and military equipment which process data in its various forms. According to the Department of Defense Directive S-3600-1 or Directive S-3600.1 of the 9th of December 1996, Information warfare is designed or defined, sorry, defined as an information operation conducted during time of crisis or conflict to achieve or promote specific objectives over a specific adversary or adversaries. An information operation is defined in the same directive as actions taken to affect adversary information and information systems while defending one's own information and information systems. These information systems lie at the heart of the modernization effort of the United States Armed Forces in other countries and manifest themselves as hardware, software, communications capabilities, and highly trained individuals. Recently, the U.S. Army conducted a mock battle that tested these systems under simulated combat conditions. The U.S. Army Field Manual 101-5-1 Operational Terms and Graphics released on the 30th of September 1997 defines information warfare as actions taken to achieve information superiority by affecting a hostile's information. Information-based processes and information systems while defending one's own information, information processes, and information systems. The same manual defines information operations as a continuous military operation within the military 
information environment that enables, enhances, and protects friendly forces. Ability to collect, process, and act on information to achieve an advantage across the full range of military operations. I know this is a mouthful. I'm trying to push through it. And I'm going to move through it. So I'll say that part again and we'll just keep it pushing because there is tons of data in this article. The same manual defines information operation as a continuous military operation within the military information environment that enables, enhances, and protects friendly forces' ability to collect, process, and act on information to achieve an advantage across the full range of military operations. Information operations include interacting with the global information environment and exploiting or denying an adversary's information and decision capabilities. This system's approach to the study of information warfare emphasizes the use of data, referred to as information to penetrate an adversary's physical defenses that protect data information in order to obtain operational or strategic advantage. It has tended to ignore the role of the human body as an information or data processor in, the, in this quest for dominance except in those cases where an individual's logic or rationale or rational thought may be upset via disinformation or deception. I'll say that again. It has tended to ignore the role of the human body as an information or data processor in this quest for dominance except in those cases where an individual's logic or rational thought may be upset via disinformation or deception. As a consequence, little attention is directed toward protecting the mind and body with a firewall as we have done with hardware systems, nor have any techniques for doing so been prescribed. Yet the body is capable not only of being deceived, manipulated, and misinformed, but also shut down or destroyed, just as any other data processing system. So, they are letting you know that your body is now being viewed as a data processing system that can be disrupted, deceived, disturbed and destroyed if need be. Data is a very big topic. Even in Genesis, in the first book of the Bible, the scriptures makes it clear and it talks about Etzkayim, the tree of life. But it also talks about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Keyword, the tree of the knowledge. Knowledge is data, and data is knowledge. So the concept of data is found within the first book of the Bible and within the first three chapters of the first book of the Bible. Data is a major, major issue. It was data that got Adam and Chava removed from the Garden of Eden. It was with data that the serpent, Hanakash, the shining, brilliant, beautiful, wonderful, alluring, magnetic, attractive, brilliant, bright, being 
deceived and beguiled and seduced Eve, Chava, the mother of all life. It was with Data that he did this. Data coupled with beauty. Data coupled with intrigue. Data coupled with seduction. That's in the first book, within the first three chapters of the Bible, the basic instructions before leaving earth. Let us continue. I digressed. Yet the body is capable not only of being deceived, manipulated, or misinformed, but also shut down or destroyed, just as any other data processing system. The data the body receives from external sources such as electromagnetic vortex or acoustic energy waves, or creates through its own electrical or chemical stimuli, can be manipulated or changed, just as the data information in any hardware system can be altered. This is why the scripture says, be ye led by the spirit and not by the flesh, because the flesh can be manipulated, deceived, killed, shut down. Even Yeshua said, fear not the one who can kill the body and then after that can do nothing else. He said, but rather you should fear the one whom after having killed the body can take your soul and cast it into a dimension called hell, Hades, Gehenna. And for those out there who, oh, there's no such thing as hell. Oh, yes, there is. And we've got physicists who would never admit it, but they'll admit to multiverses. They'll admit to parallel universes. Well, hell is a parallel dimension. It's a dimension within. It's a dimension that for sure exists. And that's the reason why CERN is finding many other gateways and portals and entryways to other dimensions. That's why there's talk of wormholes, time travel, particle entanglement. Anyway, let us move on. The only body-related information warfare element considered by the United States is psychological operations called a PSYOP. In joint publications 3-13.1, for example, PSYOP is listed as one of the elements of command and control warfare. The publication notes that the ultimate target of information warfare is the information-dependent process, whether human or automated, command and control warfare which they have an acronym, C2W, is an application of information warfare in military operations. C2W is the integrated use of PSYOP, military deception, operation security, and electronic warfare, and physical destruction. One source defines information as a non-accidental signal used as an input to a computer or communications system. The human body is a complex communications or complex communication system constantly receiving non-accidental and accidental signal inputs, both external and internal. 
if the ultimate target of information warfare is the information dependent process, whether human or automated, then the definition in the joint publication implies that the human data processing of internal and external signals can clearly be considered an aspect of information warfare. Foreign researchers have PSYOP link, or sorry, foreign researchers have noted the link between humans as data processors in the conduct of information warfare. While some study only the PSYOP link, others go beyond it. As an example of the former, one recent Russian article described offensive information warfare as designed to use the internet channels for the purpose of organizing PSYOP as well as for early political warning of threats to American interests. The author's assertion was based on the fact that all mass media are used for PSYOP. I'm gonna say that again. All mass media are used for PSYOP. All mass media are used for PSYOPs. All mass media are used for PSYOPs. This military article has just revealed to you a secret key. Indirectly. That all mass media is being used as a platform to disseminate and propagate psychological operations. Like with Operation Mockingbird. Anyway, it says the author's assertion was based on the fact that all mass media are used for PSYOP and today this must include the internet. The author asserted that the Pentagon wanted to use the internet to reinforce psychological influences during special operations conducted outside U.S. borders to enlist sympathizers who would accomplish many of the tasks previously entrusted to special units of the U.S. Armed Forces. Others, however, look beyond the simple PSYOP ties to consider other aspects of the body's data processing capability. One of the principal open source researchers on the relationship of information warfare to the body's data processing capability is Russian Dr. Viktor Solnstev. Dr. Viktor Sonsev, we'll call him Dr. S. No, as a matter of fact, we'll call him Dr. Viktor. So, the Russian Dr. Viktor Sonsev of the Bauman Technical Institute of Moscow. Sonsev is a young, well-intentioned researcher striving to point out to the world the potential dangers of the computer operator interface. Supported by a network of institutes and ac academies, Sonstev has produced some interesting concepts. He insists that man must be viewed as an open system instead of simply as an organism or closed system. As an open system, man communicates with his environment through information flows and communication media. One's physical environment, whether through electromagnetic, gravitational, 
or other effects can cause a change in the psychophysiological condition of an organism. In Sonsev's opinion, change of this sort could directly affect the mental state and consciousness of a computer operator. This would not be electronic war or information warfare in the traditional sense, but rather in a non-traditional and non-US sense. It might encompass, for example, a computer modified to become a weapon by using its energy output to emit acoustics that debilitate the operator. It also might encompass, as indicated below, futuristic weapons aimed against man's open system. So, Dr. Victor Sonsev says that man is to be seen as an open system, subject to acoustic, electromagnetic, and energy-based manipulation. Hence, he can be bombarded with many different forms of invisible warfare. This is quite disturbing. Let us continue. Mr. Sonsev also examined the problem of information noise, which creates a dense shield between a person and external reality. This noise may manifest itself in the form of signals, messages, images, or other items of information. The main target of this noise would be the consciousness of a person or a group of people. Behavior modification could be one objective of information noise. Another could be to upset an individual's mental capacity to such an extent as to prevent reaction to any stimulus. Sonsev concludes that all levels of a person's psyche such as his subconscious, conscious, and superconscious are potential targets for destabilization. According to Sonsev, one computer virus capable of affecting a person's psyche is Russian virus 666. It manifests itself in every 25th frame of a visual display where it produces a combination of colors that allegedly put computer operators into a trance. The subconscious perception of the new pattern eventually results in arrhythmia of the heart. Other Russian computer specialists, not just Sonsev, talks openly about or talk openly about this 25th frame effect and its ability to subtly manage a computer's user's perceptions. They talk about the ability to subtly, subtly manage a computer user's perceptions. The purpose of this technique is to inject a thought into the viewer's subconscious. It may remind some of the subliminal advertising controversy in the United States in the late 1950s. United States views on wonder weapons in altering the data processing ability of the body, part two. The question is, 
What technologies have been examined by the United States that possess the potential to disrupt the, pro the data processing capabilities of the human organism? The July 1997 issue of U.S. News and World Report described several of them designed, among other things, to vibrate the insides of humans, stun or nauseate them, put them to sleep, heat them up internally, or knock them down with a shockwave. The technologies include dazzling lasers that can force the pupils of the eye to close, acoustic or sonic frequencies that can cause the hair cells in the inner ear to vibrate and cause motion sickness, vertigo, and nausea, or frequencies that resonate the internal organs, causing pain and spasms, and shock waves with the potential to knock down humans or airplanes, and which can be mixed with pepper spray or chemicals. With modification, these technological applications can have many uses. Acoustic weapons, for example, could be adapted for use as acoustic rifles or as acoustic fields that, once established, might protect facilities, assist in hostage rescues, control riots, or clear paths for convoys. These waves, which can penetrate buildings, buildings offer a host of opportunities for military and law enforcement officials. Microwave weapons, by stimulating the peripheral nervous system, can heat up the body, induce epileptic-like seizures, or cause cardiac arrest. Low-frequency radiation affects the electrical activity of the brain and can cause flu-like symptoms. I'm gonna say that again. Low-frequency radiation affects the electrical activity of the brain and can cause flu-like symptoms and nausea. Keep that in the back of your mind. Other projects sought to induce or prevent sleep or to affect the signal from the motor cortex portion of the brain, overriding voluntary muscle movements. The latter are referred to as pulse wave weapons. Pulse wave weapons. And the Russian government has reportedly bought over 100,000 copies of the Black Widow version of them. However, this view of wonder weapons was contested by some who should understand them. Brigadier General Larry Dodgen, Deputy Assistant to the Secretary of Defense for Policy and Missions, wrote a letter to the editor about the numerous inaccuracies in the U.S. News and World Report article that misrepresent the Department of Defense's views. Dodgen's primary complaint seemed to have been that the magazine misrepresented the use of these technologies and their value to the armed forces. He also underscored the U.S. intent to work within the scope of any international treaty concern concerning their application as well as plans to abandon or at least re redesign any weapon for which countermeasures are known. One is left with the feeling, however, that the research in this area is intense. A concern not mentioned by Dodgen is that other countries or non-state actors may not be bound by the same constraints. It is hard to imagine someone with a greater desire than terrorists to get their hands on these technologies. Psycho-terrorism could be the next buzzword states the article.
And this is the last section that we will do for this evening. Russian views on psychotronic warfare. Russian views on psychotronic warfare. This is still taken from the article, The Mind Has No Firewall, produced by the U.S. Army War College Quarterly in the year of 1998. The term psychoterrorism was coined by Russian writer in Anisimov of the Moscow Anti-Psychotronic Center. According to Anisimov, psychotronic weapons are those that act to take away a part of the information which is stored in a man's brain. It is sent to a computer which reworks it to the level needed for those who need to control the man, and the modified information is then reinserted into the brain. These weapons are used against the mind to induce hallucinations, sickness, mutations in human cells, and even zombification, or even death. Included in the arsenal are VHF, very high frequency generators, X-rays, ultrasound and radio waves. Russian Army Major I. Chernyshev writing in the military journal Orienteer in February 1997, asserted that psi weapons are under development all over the world, all over the globe. Specific types of weapons noted by Chernyshev, not all of which have prototypes, were a psychotronic generator, which produces a powerful electromagnetic emanation capable of being sent through telephone lines TV, radio networks, supply pipes, and incandescent light bulbs and lamps. Number two, an autonomous generator, a device that operates in the 10 to 150 hertz band, which at the 10 to 20 hertz band forms an infrasonic oscillation that is destructive to all living creatures. Third, or number three, a nervous system generator designed to paralyze the central nervous system of insects, which could have the same applicability. It could have the same applicability to humans. Number four, ultrasound emanations, which one institute claims to have developed. Devices using ultrasound emanations are supposedly capable of carrying out bloodless internal operations without leaving a mark on the skin. They can also, according to Chernyshev, be used to kill. Number five, noiseless, noiseless cassettes. Noiseless cassettes. Chernyshev claims that the Japanese have developed the ability to place infra-low frequency bombardments with computer programming to treat alcoholism or smoking. Number six, the 25th frame effect alluded to above, a technique wherein a 25th frame of a movie reel or film footage contains a message that is picked up by the subconscious. This technique, if it works, could possibly be used to curb smoking and alcoholism. 
but it has wider, more sinister applications if used on a television audience or a computer operator. And lastly, for this evening, psychotropics, defined as medical preparations used to induce a trance, euphoria, or depression. Referred to as slow-acting minds, they could be slipped into the food of a politician or into the water supply of an entire city. Symptoms include headaches, noises, voices or commands in the brain, dizziness, pain in the abdominal cavities, cardiac arrhythmia, or even the destruction of the cardiovascular system altogether. And this concludes part one of The Mind Has No Firewall. This concludes part one of the U.S. Army War College quarterly document called The Mind Has No Firewall. Very difficult piece to go through. A tongue-twisting piece but I hope that someone was able to learn something this evening and that you can go back and study and extract what is needed from it and prepare yourself for the types of warfare that are coming your way. Many of these technologies are already being deployed and used and this is why we have such strange unexplained behavior on the earth and as I said earlier, these are fallen angel technologies that are being disseminated throughout the earth incrementally. Some of the information on how to construct these technologies can only be obtained through ceremonial magic and through exchange of astral energy with demonic entities such as can be found in the works and writings of Aleister Crowley. These are things that are definitely beyond some individual's frame of thinking. However, this is spiritual warfare that we're talking about here. And spiritual warfare is definitely the foundation behind the New World Order. The fourth industrial revolution is a physical manifestation of a spiritual germ. A spiritual germ that is in, the, in alignment with the fulfillment of biblical prophecies. The Bible foretells clearly that a world government is going to emerge and it's going to be ran by a godless individual. However, a supernatural individual, an individual possessed by the direct spirit and inner Gaia energy of Satan himself. It's not going to be some average Joe, some average guy. No, this individual is going to possess limitless. It will seem as though the information and knowledge and data and intelligence is limitless. However, it's not limitless, but compared to human finite intelligence, it will appear to be limitless. It will play a role in 
deceiving the nations, deceiving the world, deceiving those who do not have the Ruach HaKodesh, the spirit of exclusivity, otherwise known as the Holy Spirit. But the word holy means in Hebrew, which is where it comes from, Kadosh, or in Greek, Hagiu, they both mean to separate something and put it aside for special, sacred, righteous, godly use. Well, the Most High said that he has given all of his initiates the spirit of exclusivity. The Ruach HaKodesh to lead us and guide us into all truth that we need no man to teach us. And Yeshua goes on to say that his elect will not be deceived by all of the miraculous deceptions that will begin to manifest on the earth. That will wipe away like a spiritual tsunami those who are weak and have no foundation spiritually. Anyway, till the next time, fortify your immune system, cleanse yourself in your spirit, your soul, and your body. Shalom Aleichem. This concludes part one of The Mind Has No Firewall.